Hello, hello, and welcome to the Friday Forum on this August 5th. I hope everyone is having a great summer so far, whether you've had a vacation or you're planning one, it's important to have that time to recharge. Uh, we've got a great show today, and welcome uh, from whichever channel you're joining us from. We'd love to hear uh, where you're joining us from. Put a little shout out in the comments. Um, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna get started with our conversation today. It's Allison and Partners is joining us, and they're here today to talk about their new study. It's Purpose Under Pressure, which outlines the benefits of a strong corporate purpose, uh, and it's a reason why a company exists in addition to making money and its value for recruitment and retention. So I think uh, we're all going to get a lot out of this today. Um, our moderator is Megan Curtis. She is general manager of the Allison Partners headquarters office in San Francisco. Welcome, Megan. Uh, Megan helps to foster a collaborative and supportive entrepreneurial environment uh, for her staff to thrive. She oversees communications and integrated marketing programs that elevate the reputation, visibility, and uh, drive business for their consumer brands. So take it away, Megan. We're excited to have you. Thanks, Karen. So glad to be here. Um, welcome, everybody. Happy Friday for those tuning in live. Uh, we are going to unpack the Purpose Under Pressure research findings. This is a collaborative report released jointly by Allison and Partners and our partners, Carol Cohen on Purpose, and the Harris Bowl, our esteemed, esteemed partners. Uh, really, thanks for being here and taking time out of your busy schedules. As Karen mentioned, I'm Megan. I'm a partner at Allison & Partners. I'm general manager of our headquarters office in San Francisco. Allison & Partners, or A&P, has 33 offices around the globe. And here in the Bay Area, I have the privilege of leading the office of nearly 50 PR practitioners. We support consumer, health, technology, integrated marketing, and communications work with brands that include Driscoll's, HPE, Samsung, Stasher, Grammarly, Kimpton, Budweiser, and many more. Um, I'm joined today by Whitney Daly. Uh, hey, Whitney, there you are. <laughs> um, Whitney is an executive vice president at AMP. She co-leads our Purposeful Center of Excellence. Whitney's a thought leader really at the intersection of purpose and communications. Um, she helps our clients such as PepsiCo, Athleta, Kindrel, and B-Lab establish, communicate, and measure ESG goals and strategies and really build breakthrough social impact programs and purpose campaigns. Um, as Karen mentioned, we recently released a study this summer, Purpose Under Pressure, which outlines the benefits of corporate purpose. And that's purpose with a P. Whitney will talk a little bit more about that and how we define it. Um, the research examines the state of purpose today, where it's headed with critical, critical insights from employees. One of, we I think can all agree, the most important stakeholders today. If you haven't yet checked out our research, you can find the full report on the website purposeunderpressure.com. But no worries, because Whitney, if you haven't yet seen it, Whitney is going to share some key highlights from the research. And really, you know, for today, we want to spend the bulk of the time having some key learnings and a conversation about what the research can tell us and practical applications for all of us in the communications world. So we'll leave 10 to 15 minutes of Q&A at the end. Please feel free to drop those questions in the chat along the way and we will get to them at the end. We'll do as our best to field as many as possible. Um, so let's get started. Before we dig into the research, I mentioned Whitney heads up our Purpose Center of Excellence. Uh, wait, maybe you could tell everyone what that is, why we built it, why there was a need. 
Yeah, thank you, Megan. And thank you so much, PRSA, for having us here today um, at your Friday Forum. Happy Friday, everyone that's tuning in live. Um, the Purpose Center of Excellence is really a dedicated team that specializes in purpose, brand, strategy, and ESG leadership, but is also backed by Allison Partners' global network of more than 500 creators, storytellers, communicators. And we really built the Center of Excellence because we believe that a strong purpose drives business performance, audience attention and loyalty, and accelerated innovation really for the times of today, but also the future that we need for tomorrow. For decades, Allison & Partners has collectively been helping companies identify their purpose differentiators and really unlock that full potential to accelerate positive impact authentically and with attention. So our center of excellence, it is built by entrepreneurs with a disruptive mindset. We're helping clients of all sizes wherever they may be in their purpose journey, whether they're just starting out or those that are leading the way today. And we do this through a couple of key things. One is helping our clients establish, communicate, measure ESG goals and strategies. Another is helping drive and create breakthrough social impact programs and really build those purpose programs and initiatives from the ground up. And finally, we help companies tell their stories help them communicate that positive impact that they're making in the world for today and tomorrow. Awesome, thank you for that. And then let's talk just a little bit about purpose in general, what it is, right? Purpose, values, ESG, cause marketing, CSR. I'm sure all of us use these terms and are building programs that speak to each of them every day. But I will say, I notice sometimes they get used a little bit interchangeably, not always rightly so. and they might even be considered buzzwords. So for our time together today, Whitney, before we dig into the research, how do you define purpose with that capital P? It is a great question because uh, there are a lot of different terms being thrown around, not only today, but we've seen an evolution in so many different terms throughout uh, this industry. Um, but really how we're defining purpose today is really about an organization's reason for being beyond making money. So what is your North Star or your brand ambition at the very highest level? And we really believe that successful brands have both a strong sense of purpose and an ESG strategy that drives positive outcomes for people and planet. You can have a purpose without having an ESG strategy. You can have an ESG strategy without having a purpose, but we believe it takes both to break through. Purpose is your brand ambition. ESG is how you're walking the talk every day. Wonderful. Thanks for that. So with that, um, Paul, I'm going to have you tee up the deck. Whitney, if you could dive in and share some of the top findings of the study, knowing that not everyone's had a chance to take a look. And then we will dig in after that into some questions and the takeaways for all of us. Yeah. Okay. Um, so as Megan said, full report available on our website, purposeunderpressure.com. I am going to focus in on five key takeaways from the report. And if you're interested in learning more, checking out more of the data and insights, please check out the website um, or you know, shoot us an email and we're happy to have um, a broader conversation around the findings. Um, but 
Today, I'm going to just focus in on these five key findings that I mentioned. And one thing I'll say as a little bit of context here is I have been conducting purpose-driven research for more than a decade. And for the most part, this research is all publicly available because I believe that having up-to-date data on this topic helps us as a community build the business case for why leading with purpose is the best path forward for organizations. And I think that this piece of research is really going to prove this, especially with the backdrop of a tumultuous two years behind us. So um, for those methodology uh, people out there, Purpose Under Pressure was fielded. It's, as Megan said, a collaborative effort between Allison and Partners, our sister agency, Headstand, Harris Pull, and Boutique, agency, Carol Cohn on purpose. We put this data in the field February, early March of this year. And this is data collected from 352 B2B, B2C companies and employees with a title of manager level or higher. Sectors we looked at in particular, financial services, healthcare, manufacturing, professional services, technology, telecom, and consumer packaged goods. One final note before we dive in, this is actually a continuation of a piece of research that was conducted in January 2020. <laughs> so we were actually able to use that and be able to draw comparisons between pre-pandemic thinking and I won't say post-pandemic, but maybe pre or mid-pandemic -mid um, data and kind of see how things have shifted over a very, very tumultuous two years. So with that, I will dive into our first key takeaway, which you see on the screen here. Um, and this was really one of the biggest insights that came out of the research is that we're seeing that purpose is acting as a key contributor to retention, to recruitment, especially during the turbulent times that we've seen of the past two years. So as the data starts to come on screen, um, we can just click through um, the, the data points here. What we're seeing is that nine in 10 employees say that their company's purpose has made them feel like they're in the right place as we continue to weather ongoing challenges like the pandemic, economic risk. We see a potential economic slowdown on the horizon. Things are not changing. These challenges are going to keep coming. But for employees, they feel that if they're at a company that has a strong purpose, they're in a good place. And, and that means a lot to them. This also feeds into this narrative we've seen in the marketplace around the great resignation. Some are calling it the great reshuffle. The past two years have given employees a lot of time to rethink what is important to them when they come to work. Um, and through that, we're really seeing this increased focus on values alignment come into play. And this is showing through in the data on the screen here, 84% say the pandemic, economic uncertainty, social justice conversations have made them think more about how their work can have a positive or a negative impact on society. And a further 86% say having meaning in their work is more important to them than ever before. And finally, 84% of employees actually say they'll only work for a company with a strong purpose. So as we move to the next slide, this is reflective of where we see priorities for job seekers and the considerations for if and when to stay at a current job or look for something new. When we asked employees to rank their core considerations, we saw table stakes items, of course, like salary and compensation, 
work-life balance come to the top of the list here. But a third in this ranking was a company's positive impact on society, even more than company culture and professional development. So this is a shift. And even more interesting, more than a third of workers actually prioritize a company's positive impact as most important on, on their list. And further, as we move to this last finding within this first key takeaway, um, on the next slide, when we asked employees what is more important to you than before the pandemic, we actually saw a company's positive impact on society grow in importance by 66% in lockstep with salary and compensation. So impact has become even more critical in the eyes of employees in the past. So these are all very positive proof points to the business case for purpose and how purpose can be a major solve for a business problem, which is affecting many companies today, recruitment and retention. The data did also reveal some interesting cautionary tales for companies, as well as things that we should really be aware of as practitioners and communications experts. So moving to the next slide, our, our next key takeaway Purpose hits the corner office, but not the water cooler. So another interesting finding that's coming out of this research is that while C-suite leaders, they see the myriad benefits of purpose leadership, they understand how it manifests within their own organizations, we're seeing a disconnect between leadership perspectives and more junior viewpoints on purpose. You can see that on the slide here, some of the discrepancies coming into play, for example, while well, 92% of CC leaders believe a greater emphasis on purpose would lead to greater corporate success, only 76% of managers agree. And while 68% of C-suite leaders say, yes, our company's purpose is mature, we are along that purpose journey, this drops to 43% among managers. So there's certainly a perception issue happening here, as well as an understanding of, of how purpose leads to success. So while purpose is understood and even highly valued at senior executive levels of business, it's failing to have the same effect and impact at other levels within an organization. So this means that executives, they need to take their own energy and enthusiasm for purpose and better communicate those benefits, the business case, and the need for accountability across the organization and at all levels. So in terms of this, this next area um, and our third key finding of the report, we're also seeing some interesting disconnects among specific departments and functions within organizations when we looked and asked questions with different functions. And this is, means that while we would like to think, and ideally it should, purpose should be an organizational-wide business strategy, it's manifesting as pretty siloed within organizations today. So the data is telling us that employees and human resources, they see the value, they understand their own personal accountability to purpose within their roles. Surprisingly, marketing, strategy, sales in, in some cases are the least brought in on purpose within their own organizations. So diving into the data, when we asked if their company's purpose gives their meaning, give them, gives their work meaning. 70% of HR employees say, yep, I agree with that statement. 
this drops to 36% of marketers and 32% of strategists. And further, less than two-fifths of employees in marketing and strategy strongly agree that they are accountable to act in line with their company's purpose. So this lack of understanding of how roles in a company ladder up to that corporate purpose or even that lack of accountability to fulfill corporate purpose within different departments within an organization is certainly a red flag. And this, this finding really emphasizes that critical nature of cross-functional teams within organizations and 360 communications to really ensure that purpose is reaching all corners of an organization inside and out and really helps each and every employee, no matter what function or department, really understand how they can make a role, an impact through their individual roles. So as we move to the next slide and key finding number four, from the research. This is about employees seeking progress, not platitudes. And we can just tick through um, the builds here. We're seeing, we are seeing these disconnects in adoption, not only in functions, but also among different levels. But what is super clear from this research is that employees want more purpose. <laughs> they want to see it in their roles. They want their employers to do more around it. In fact, a majority on the top of the screen here, 86% say they believe that companies would be well advised to double down on purpose. And three quarters of employees want their company to embed purpose more deeply, believe their company should be, behave in ways that better align with that corporate purpose. And 68% feel their company could actually do a better job defining what is their purpose within the companies. So while not every employee feels purpose within their individual roles today, a majority, they do want more of it. And surprisingly, as we get to the next slide, interestingly, you know, employees across the board actually feel that executives are pulling their own weight in this area. We see high marks for internal and external communication and taking consistent action within a company's purpose for senior leadership. So 88% of employees say, yes, senior leadership is clearly communicating with external stakeholders what our purpose is beyond profit. Nearly the same amount are saying, yes, senior leadership is communicating with me, um, employees around our purpose beyond profit. And 85% say that senior leadership is taking actions that are consistent with the purpose. So this is indicative, I think, of that lack lack of pull through from top to bottom. Employees feel there's more work to do, but at a senior level, they're saying, yeah, I, our, our executives are getting it and they're acting in alignment with, with purpose. So our last key finding of the day, number five, is what can we do with this research? What are, what are employees asking us to do um, in practice? How can employees see purpose but feel it? When we ask specific actions they want their companies to take, the top two actions were really around employee involvement, hoping that their company would really help them better understand how the corporate purpose aligns with their individual and personal values. And second, involving employees more in the creation and the execution of that purpose, both internally and externally. So, Finally, on the next slide, you'll see one final data point that we'll share today is around how to best breed authenticity in the hearts of employees 
We know that companies are being called out for purpose washing both internally and externally. So we asked the question, what are the authenticity levers that employees want to see today? And here you'll find things that lead with authenticity. Again, employee participation, internal programs, purpose being a central part of meetings. That's all about your internal actions and external areas as well. You know, it, it being showing up on your purpose, being showing up on your homepage, that it's a visible part of financial investments that you're taking as an organization. And these charts here show the difference in terms of people who say their purpose is mature versus their purpose is still in progress or nascent. So those that are in the more mature purpose cultures have a more open mind to what authenticity looks like. And we're certainly seeing dividends in that. So what does this mean for companies, for our clients, for the, the organizations that we work in today? Um, the final slide here are a list of key action items that companies can take. You can download the full version of this on our website um, and in the interest of time so we can get to our conversation and q and I'm gonna highlight just two and you can um, tick through the rest of these really quick so they're all up on the screen. I'm gonna start with number one, making purpose specific, personal and authentic. We talked about purpose washing being on the rise, increased employee skepticism being on the rise. It is super important to ensure that your purpose is really specific to what you do as an organization what you can kind of uniquely provide to the world. And then the second part of this is making it the more precise and human you can make your purpose, the more e easily actionable and understood it can be by your employees. And then secondly, this the second point, using purpose as a lens for decision-making during times of discord. We've certainly seen this over the past two years. We believe that a company's purpose is really put to the test during moments of unexpected or surmounting external conditions, whether that be regulatory issues, mergers, acquisitions, of course, crises like we've seen unfold over the past two years. We say, let your purpose and your values be your guide for your decisions and your communications. And if you can remain true to this, it will help ensure that your employees really believe in the authenticity of your purpose. So with that, I'm gonna wrap up the, the research readout of this conversation so we can really get back to, to Megan, to the audience and unpack what this means for, for you as practitioners um, and answer some questions. So Megan, turn it back over to you. Thanks, Whitney. I know that was a lot to get through, really appreciate it. Um, and definitely wanna encourage everyone to keep Dropping some questions in here, because um, I think we'll have some time. Um, I would love to go back to that the slide around you know, the water cooler versus the C-suite data. It's clear there's a big disconnect how the C-suite leaders and others at different levels of or the organization view and value purpose. Mm -hmm. um, any thoughts, Whitney, on how senior leaders really better engage all levels of staff around purpose? Yeah, I think it's a lot about kind of building purpose into the job descriptions, making it really core to everyone's job so that they can understand how they're accountable to it. And then also how it contributes to, to business success. Um, and I think that that's kind of a critical notion is like, this is not a nice to have, it's not a bolt on, it's actually how we do business and operate today. 
the other point I think that is super important here is that um, it's important to kind of motivate your, your mid-level talent and your managers around purpose. We saw that they're actually some of the lowest in terms of buy-in and accountability around purpose. And yet they're kind of like the most critical mouthpieces to the organization, right? They're the ones motivating junior staff, getting them engaged and interested in projects. They're also managing up and speaking to other leaders within the organization. So if they're not bought in on purpose, it can be quite hard to execute um, on a really tactical level. So getting managers involved, helping C-suite really um, spread their enthusiasm for purpose to, to all levels of the organization as well. Love that. Um, also thought it was pretty interesting, you know, based on the research that employees are giving the executives super high marks for their activation on purpose, but are less likely to see how it aligns with their own role. You spoke to obviously, you know, weaving it into a job description, but what else needs to, what else needs to change here? Who's responsible? Is it, you know, the C-suite or is it everyone? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a really good, I, I thought that was kind of an interesting finding that, you know, C-suite is still getting high marks for, for purpose, but like other people are like, yeah, I don't really see how it fits here. I think one of the reasons that we're seeing that is that um, oftentimes a company's purpose can kind of be created among a few very senior key stakeholders. And then they unveil it and they print it out on a piece of paper and it goes on your wall or in your home office. And, yeah. and then all of a sudden, like this is your company's purpose. Um, a better approach to, to this is making sure that the creation of the purpose, the execution of the purpose is really co-created across all levels of the organization. Um, and how you build it so that you're getting buy-in. Um, you know, leading with purpose is each and every one of our roles within organizations. But if we're kind of handed a corporate purpose and told, okay, now go execute it, there's going to be much less enthusiasm, buy-in, understanding how it contributes to your own role and the success of the organization. So co-creation in the creation of it, and then also the execution and how it manifests every day, I think is, is, is really helpful there. I love that coalition building. Yeah. <laughs> um, and another, you know, eye-opening kind of uh, thing from research that stood out to me was the lack of buying from marketing and strategy functions, the stuff that we all touch in our daily lives. Um, how can leaders ensure purpose is less siloed, especially when it comes to, you know, to marketing? How do we make sure it gets everywhere? Yeah, this one was pretty shocking to me as well. <laughs> I'm a little being in the marketing and communication space, but um, you know, I touched on cross-functional teams during the presentation and the importance of that. I, I think that that's a good starting point. Um, we also talked about making purpose, making sure that purpose is written into everyone's job description, um, so that they can understand how it contributes to success. But on a very tactical level, looking at team KPIs and what is a team responsible for and accountable for and what are they being judged on as a key indicator of success and a lot of times for marketing you know it can be very short-term goals how many eyes got on this ad or this story how many you know how, how did this drive sales conversion it, yeah yeah and so a marketer is not going to feel that purpose is critically important to their role if their KPIs and their metrics are looking very different. 
So taking a thoughtful approach to what are those KPIs? How can we build purpose into them? How can we also create some longer term goals in terms of brand building, brand affinity, elevating purpose into that narrative? I think will help bring marketing along a little bit more than they are now because we know marketers are, you know, they use purpose as a tactic, but perhaps they're not understanding the deeper organizational wide um, strategy behind it. Makes, makes sense. So we got some work to do here. <laughs> um, employees are constantly these days, you know, this active employee uh, asking their employee to lead with values, stand up for issues. I mean, we saw this in 2020, right? Brands went light years ahead because yeah. their, you know, their employees and the consumer and the end customer demanded so. Um, but sometimes there's a tension there because employers are feeling a bit of a strain and feel the need to speak out on every issue all the time, some of which might not affect their employees or even their business. So how can companies balance this you know, new, new era of you know, needing to plant a stake in the ground sometimes on societal issues, but also how do we not speak out on every, everything, perhaps? Yeah. It's a tough one. <laughs> It's incredibly difficult. Um, and ultimately, we don't live in the same society we did th three years ago, certainly yeah. not 10 years ago. And this is an expectation of companies and employees are a driving force and, and asking companies to take a stand on issues and to be vocal and supportive of communities. Um, companies that have a really strong purpose and strong values are in a much better place to navigate these waters than companies that do not. We certainly saw this um, at you know, the beginning of the pandemic where companies were having to make difficult decisions. Again, um, you know, in, in May and June of 2020, around Black Lives Matter and companies kind of not knowing how to respond in those situations. If you have a strong purpose and strong values, those can be your guardrails and really help you understand what to communicate and when and how, and who are your critical stakeholders. So I think having that roadmap and those guardrails can be helpful because it is true. You can't speak out on all issues all the time, but understanding what issues are most important to your stakeholders, most important to your employees, and, and um, having that North Star of your, your purpose, your mission, and your values can help you navigate those waters and 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 come out looking not only looking but behaving authentic to who you are. Yeah, and a tactical add there because Whitney and I are actually pretty knee deep in building these kind of roadmaps, uh, strategic frameworks for some of our clients. One of which, uh, Athleta here in the Bay Area. Um, it's really important, you know, to have the mission, vision, and values, and then build out the framework of what territories or what topics, you know, ladder up to those. So you, to your point, have those guardrails. Of course, there's going to be gray area, you know, we're not going to have a checklist for everything, but it really gives a company the opportunity and the power to be like, okay, we can, we can speak to that because it fully matches up with all the things we, we you know, our purpose and what we already communicate about versus this would seem very left at a left field to our business, to our customers, to our employees. So yeah. uh, just to shout there, we are doing a lot of that values kind of strategic framework. Um, would be happy to chat with anyone about how that works and would recommend yeah. everyone else doing so for their orgs if it doesn't already exist. And I'll just add the magic of having that framework is that it can be used proactively and reactively. You know, mm -hmm. you can 
can kind of go through the process in advance and kind of understand what issues your brand stands for. And then should a certain moment in time come through and you're not sure how to respond, take the framework, run yourself through it, ask the right questions, be strategic, and it will help to guide you in the right direction during those times too, which is super critical. 100%. Um, so with the possible economic downturn, not to get negative here, but we often are, I think we're seeing more narratives around like, is purpose going to be the first thing to go? Um, what do you have to say to that? And do you see any companies divesting in purpose or values and funding around it, uh, this go around if in fact, you know, we, we go into a recession in the next few months? Yeah, this is the question that comes up every single time, right? There, There's indicators of an economic downturn and, oh, goodbye purpose, we'll see you when, when things get better. And yeah. um, we certainly saw that obviously in 2000, uh, to 2007, 2008. Um, now, I think things have pretty dramatically shifted because purpose is really not a bolt-on strategy. It's not a philanthropic program. It's not a cause marketing effort. It is a strategic end-to-end way of doing business. And it is part of the bedrock and the foundational values of an organization. That's really hard to strip out. (laughs) So in that way, I really don't see purpose going away um, during an economic downturn. This is just the way that we operate today. Additionally, I will say when it comes to how your purpose comes to life through ESG strategies, um, you know, the risks in not addressing ESG today is more risky than than not, um, specifically around sustainability um, and social issues. Um, You as a business that wants to be around 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now, you have to address these issues. It is part of being a smart successful, long-term business. And so I don't believe that an economic downturn will change that. Companies that don't address this simply won't be around in the future. I'm with you. I'm with you there. <laughs> time. Um, so we talked about the idea of employees as consumers of the brand and incredibly important uh, stakeholders. Can you expand on on the employee um, and how it's it's relevant to the research findings for every single employee to be bought in on purpose and really understand it? Yeah, um, this concept of employees as consumers of the brand is something that we've been kind of thinking more about. And you know, employees have become an incredibly important stakeholder over recent years, and they need to be bought in on your purpose just as much as a consumer or another stakeholder might be. Um, and they they see the internal and external manifestation of that purpose, and they will call out as well if they see disconnects between how you're marketing yourself, what's on your website, and how you're actually acting. So it's critically important to get your employees on board, have them live and breathe and feel a purpose. Um, and then also, you know, the great part about that is when you do get them on board and, and they're bought in on the purpose, they're consumers of that brand. They're going to be the first ones to talk about it, to amplify it, even on their own social networks. We're seeing that come through in the research Um, and they're going to bring authenticity to it. You know, when you go into a store or you speak with an employee in a manufacturing facility and they can tell you what the company purpose is and they can tell you why it's authentic, that is incredibly valuable. 
um, and can really, really, really point to this is a deep, robust strategy um, as opposed to a glossy marketing campaign. Yeah, there's there, there's definitely a lot of risk for not having them understand and be bought in. I know a lot of us, you know, counsel our clients on Glassdoor and what, you know, the internal employees, uh, how they're hurting or aiding the brand reputation, um, which is yeah. so important, obviously, these days uh, from a recruitment standpoint and retention. Yeah. Um, and I love that point about, you know, it doesn't matter where the employee sits, being bought in and, and educated. I'm going to give a little example um, for one of our, our clients, it is a consumer packaged goods company. They make food. And um, when they were so proud to have accomplished B Corp status, we rolled out the entire communications plan, not only for external audiences, but more so for the thousands of employees. I mean, these are folks all the way down to, you know, the production line, if you will. So super important, you know, we put multimedia together and videos because that was easy, easily consumed by the audience, tons of materials about what is B Corp and why should I be proud to work for this company that has B Corp status? Um, we did it in English and Spanish. You know, we had the videos playing on the break room, for instance. So that was an incredibly successful campaign, less so on the external front because um, B Corp's somewhat of a, you know, pretty commonplace these days with for, for brands with purpose. But um, it was really great to see the employee base rally around it and really understand it. And to Whitney's point, get excited. They were posting on LinkedIn and Twitter and Facebook and all the places um, this accomplishment and felt super invested. Like, oh, wow, we're, we're being recognized for, you know, this hard work. Yeah. And um, on the ESG side, and I think in the in the years ahead, there'll be moments where when we when we go down the path of transformational business change, we're gonna have to change how we operate, how we do business, but it's gonna impact individuals' roles within organizations too. And people are gonna say, well, why do I have to do it this way instead of this way? And to be able to be bought in on that purpose and the upfront, I think is gonna be very helpful to bring employees along. And sometimes when they're gonna have to change their jobs and, and to something that might make them feel uncomfortable at first in terms of, doing things differently than they've done it for the past 15 or 20 years, um, having them bought in and understand that and be educated on it can be, can be really important too. Great. Let's touch a little bit just on purpose washing. Um, you know, there was greenwashing, still is, pink washing. Uh, we're seeing a bit of purpose washing these days. Uh, can you speak to, you know, how we can combat that, especially us as communication and marketing folks? Yeah. Um, First and foremost, and I think we've, we've hit on this a few times, um, making sure that it's part of business strategy as opposed to living in one portion of an organization. Um, it's part of C-suite job descriptions, but it also filters into every other team within the organization. Um, I think that that's hugely helpful. And then, you know, making sure that the campaigns and the initiatives that you are are pushing out externally are backed up with robust ESG programs, policies, strategies internally, um, and going through that process before <laughs> before you start communicating really, um, I think can be really helpful. Um, and and seeking out feedback too. I mean, luckily employees will be the first to tell you. <laughs> If, if a campaign that you're going out with is inauthentic and maybe you need to check yourself, um, you know, I think that, that that can be helpful. And then, you know, along the way, it, 
we should be communicating. We should be marketing around it. So we shouldn't be afraid to talk about purpose and be excited and, and share that. Um, but also communicate the progress and the steps along the way to meeting certain goals or um, even the challenges. You know, why, why didn't we get to this goal? You know, we have, we have a net zero goal. We're really behind. Let's talk about scope three emissions and why that is. Um, and, and kind of pulling back the hood a little bit, um, I think, can be incredibly helpful to be transparent and real about, you know, business challenges and how we how we plan to meet them. And I know media are hungry for those stories too, right? They don't want the pretty package at the end. They know they don't always need that end report, but they want to know, you know, the journey, if you will, and how others can learn from it. So yeah. I think that's a really fair point to, uh, you know, bring people along along the way. Exactly. Um, kind of going back to um, this notion of employees demanding uh, active active C-suites and whatnot, question around activist shareholders. Hmm. Saying <laughs> companies need to focus on profit. It's profit, not over purpose. Do you see this trend continuing? What can companies do that say these two things are, you know, they're complementary. That doesn't, they don't want to be at, at odds with each other. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, I see I see that trend continuing. I think we're going to continue to see activist shareholders crop up and demand that business solely focus on uh, shareholder value. Um, I think the best way to combat that is to say that shareholder value and and societal value are actually one and the same. And businesses that want to move forward in society want to be here for the long term. Inextricably inextricably must address social and environmental issues. And, and that is part of doing business. It's part of business performance. What I would challenge our industry to do is share more of the success stories that link business performance to purpose. They are out there, I know, because I have conversations with our clients. Um, but unfortunately, you know, they're not shared widely within, within you know, broader, the broader marketplace. So share those success stories, show how doubling down on purpose has accelerated business. Um, and I think, you know, that's the best way to combat shareholder activists that um, that might feel that shareholder value is, is the best path forward. I mean, that is a very short term approach to business. And uh it's something that we as a business community need, need to con continue to combat because the challenges that we have to address as a global community um, and the types of businesses that are going to thrive within that global community need to focus on some long-term results too and results of a, a different uh, prism. Awesome. Thank you, Wit. Um, so I think we're going to start to open it up with questions. Um, I have, I think this might be a comment. Um, is this, Yes, I think it's about hiring with purpose. I'm going to read this comment. Um, yeah. I don't want to bitch your name. Um, so, uh, Chider, maybe. Um, we are communication practitioners, great listeners. I would agree with that. So it's less of a top-down approach. It's top-down. How does the C-suite ask employees? What drives their work and purpose? My best work is when I can truly advocate for clients and their companies. It makes projects more fulfilling. 
Do you have the kind of employees that are purpose-driven? The more diverse the office, the better, because you have wholesome brand ethos and can speak authentically. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, Whitney, but I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, it is hiring with purpose and making it part of people's job description and their KPIs, as Whitney mentioned, and um, you know their goals and their performance reviews. Yeah. Yeah, and the other thing that we're we're seeing that came across in the research, and we've certainly seen as part of kind of the great reshuffle or resignation or rethink or whatever you want to call it, um, is this this concept of like values alignment too. Like employees are looking to work with organizations that have similar values to their own, which is slightly different than a company just having a purpose too. Yeah. Um, so so something to keep in mind, um, in in giving employees the vehicles to share their values and to be heard and to know how they're being incorporated into, you know, corporate action. Um, so what does this look like? Obviously ERGs, um, you know, giving people safe spaces to be able to, to have conversations and be a part of communities. Um, employee surveys um, can be hugely helpful. Do you have a direct line for employees to share feedback with senior leaders um, that is a safe, again, a safe space? Um, just in general, fostering psychological safety within organizations to be who you are, bring your full self to work. Um, and I believe that all of these things create an ecosystem where employees can, can feel that they're contributing their whole selves and feel that they're in the right place, um, that they're valued as individuals and not just, you know, cogs within a corporate wheel, if you will. Um, and I, I think that that can kind of help to to bring employees on board with with the purpose and and, and feel bought in as well. Yeah. And the purpose of your own organization, say they work at an agency or your consultant, you know, values alignment with your clients as well. I know we have a lot of folks who raise their hand to do work because they're just like, I the biggest fan of that brand of what they're doing, not necessarily their product, you know, not necessarily their financial performance. They just believe in, you know, the organization and their mission, vision and values. So it, yeah, we uh, would agree with the sentiment. Yeah. And I'll just, you know, build on that. You know, we're, we're seeing an uptick in this. Like some employees don't want to work at a company where, where they don't, they feel they can't contribute positively to, to impact our society specifically Gen Z. I mean, they see where they work as an extension of their personal brands and they want to feel proud of where they work. Um, and so that's becoming even more important uh, for, for Gen Z employees. I even read um, an article recently that said Gen Zers are getting environmental degrees in droves because they want to have a career where they have a direct impact on a problem that's facing them today. Um, so, so, you know, they're looking to get educated in fields where they can then go into <clears throat> the job world and, and have an impact on those issues. It's amazing. The future. We're in good hands. Wonderful. Um, any other questions? Okay. We'll give it one more sec. Um, well, I'm going to close us out then. Um, give everyone a couple minutes back on this Friday morning for those on the West Coast. Thank you, Whitney, so much. Did a lot of talking today. 
so appreciate you walking through all this, um, this research and the insights. I hope everyone found it helpful for your own work. Um, as a reminder, you can learn more about the research, how you can apply it at purposeunderpressure.com. Um, Whitney and I would also very much welcome the opportunity to connect on LinkedIn, to chat live with anyone or meet up in person too. I, uh, back out there doing lunches and coffees. It's the best. So please don't hesitate to reach out and connect with us. We would love, love, love to talk about how we can, <laughs> pardon me, help your purpose strategy or just be listening here. So with that, I think I'll turn it back over to Karen. I think you might be on mute, Karen. Oh, goodness. I was on mute. <laughs> you know, you'd think I'd have this down by now. So, um, but thank you so much, Megan. Thank you so much, Whitney. This was such a valuable conversation today. And for all of you joining us out there, please visit purposeunderpressure.com to just, you know, take a deeper dive into their findings. And uh, for your colleagues that may have missed this uh, important hour, please feel free to share the links. We've got it on, on LinkedIn and Facebook, and uh, you can watch it anytime. Uh, but again, thank you so much. Uh, we've got a couple other shows that we hope uh, our audience members will stay tuned for in, a, in next week. We've got... Um, a segment on uh, recruiting and networking, uh, day in the life of uh, industry professional, and uh, following that on the night, excuse me, on the twelfth, following that on the nineteenth, we've got um, a special uh, program on ESG in the workplace. So uh, we're really excited about that. Again, thank you everybody for joining us, Megan Whitney. Um, have a great rest of your day, and thank you so much to our sponsors for uh, keeping our Friday forum going. Really appreciate. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks again, everybody. Bye-bye.